0: Keep Your Cool is a podcast about Star Wars RPGs, cover art for the show provided by Silas Bazaar. all music for the show provided by Louise Humanoid, links for both of them are in the description of the show. Thank you for listening. Hello there and welcome to a new episode of the Keep Your Cool podcast. I'm your host, Davis Balloon. causing a small pop in the, in the audio whenever I do that. I tried staying very still this time. very uh very quiet breaths. We'll see if that turns out. Anyway, here I am. I, I promise that I've tried to record this many times in the past five months. Um, I say that as if I'm explaining myself to anyone. But if you're listening to this, chances are it's on accident. But thank you for listening. Um, anyway... Uh, yeah, I've been meaning to get back around to this for for a while, and I've been making the effort to, But uh, you know, here I am, months and months later, as is now tradition. Um, so let's just talk about uh, let's just talk about Star Wars and where it's at right now. Um, you know, keep your cool was originally intended to be a Star Wars RPG specific podcast, but um, I've found that is a little niche, uh, obviously. Many of you are uh, like, yeah, no, duh. Um, And by many of you, I mean all 50 of you. So, hey, 50's not bad. I don't even know 50 people, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Well, not 50 people, you know, well enough to where I'd be like, ah, those 50 people are listening. So, anyway, you get the picture. Um, But, anyway, I've got some, some ideas to start talking about, maybe taking... Um, Star Wars in release order, and not just the movies, but all the books, legends, canon, you know, everything from beginning uh, to wherever I decide to end it. I think that'd be interesting to take a look at. What did we know at this time? What were the assumptions at this time? um, And what are some interesting facts? So, for example, the very first, um, and I brought this up at a Star Wars store that I frequent the other day, and no one thought this was cool, so... Maybe I'm alone in this, but I think it's interesting that the very first planet name that we hear in Star Wars is actually Kessel. In episode four, uh, C-3PO and R2-D2 are, are, you know, running across a hallway. They get into a door and C-3PO is like, ah, we're going to get dismantled and put to the spice mines of Kessel. It's like, hey. Interesting. Uh, The first planet name that we hear. Uh, Not Tatooine, not Alderaan, not any of that stuff. Um... Anyway, I, I just I just think little little fun facts like that are are, are um, well not to overuse the word too much, but interesting. Um, but you know, even there's even some ties to to the RPG games uh, here, the role-playing game games, as I've just uh, abbreviated. But a lot of the th- things that we know about, like the names of some of the species, such as the Athorian's, um, they you know. The authorians were in the movies, but no one ever says that guy is an Athorian. Uh, a lot of those things um, were actually named, because they had to be, they were named for the creation of the first uh, West End Games RPG. And that has somewhat sparked a tradition in Star Wars to where everything that you see has a name, has a backstory, and will eventually have a book. <laughs> Uh, at the very least, an action figure. So Um, I I didn't really ponder, pause and ponder how unique Star Wars was in that, in that way. But if you look at, if you watch a Marvel movie, and um, you're in a scene where you just take, take the first Avengers movie, you know, they're in downtown, I think it was like New York or something like that. And there's all this fighting going on in in the background, you see all these people kind of running around in the streets. You know, all those people are are extras. You know, you don't know who they are. Um, They're just just regular looking people. But in Star Wars, you know, they look very different. You know, a lot of them are aliens or they have strange clothes on. And even though they're still filling that role of an extra, um, there's always been an intentionality in Star Wars I'm assuming it's been intentional there's no way it's not it hasn't been there's been an intentionality to put a name to every face um eventually (laughs) uh you know everyone in the cantina at this point in time like action figures action figures has been something I've been getting into recently something I never never ever saw myself getting into but I have been recently and if if you if you're an action figure enthusiast you you probably know this and i'm just breaking into the uh into the medium so I, I don't know much about it but what i've noticed is every single scene in star wars there's a diorama there's a diorama action figure set for it there's a, a group of action figures and then there's a there's a um a setting and you can buy all of it and like for example the cantina scene you can buy the cantina you can buy each individual patron of the cantina and i may be exaggerating maybe there's one or two Guys that are left out of there, guys and gals that are left out of that, as far as action figures go. But um, as far as I know, like everyone in the Cantina scene has their own action figure. Everyone in the Cant, everyone in the um, the Barge scene in Episode Six, they've got their own action figure, and some of them are extraordinarily valuable. I, I've seen because they're so rare. There's there's such niche background characters that whenever they first came out, people were probably like, well, who cares about this random. I, I think one of them is called, like, Two or, or something like that. It's like, who cares about this guy? Um, but then 50 years later, however many, or 45 years later, some guy wants to f- finish out his cantina set collection or wants to finish out his sail barge collection for some diorama he's making. And it's like, oh, crap, I'm missing that figure. And they're so, you know, such a small order of toys were made for that guy because it was so, it was just a background character. It was just an extra And then now, you know, completionist collectors or people who are trying to make specific scenes are like, oh, dang, I need that character. And so they become valuable. Um, So I guess my advice to you is if you see some random who cares character from Star Wars being sold for, you know, 10 bucks, you might want to pick up that, pick that sucker up because, uh, you know, 40 years later. Uh, You can pop into your local Star Wars store, as I have done, and see that uh, that background character is on sale for $150 in the box. So um, (laughs) be careful who you call ugly in high school, right? Uh, Anyway, um, last time I brought up the fact that I was in a bit of a uh, a big group server on Discord that was playing uh, a bunch of bunch of Star Wars RPG, New Fantasy Flight game system stuff, um, and I was I was one of the administrators on that server for a while, and I've I've been long gone out of that thing like five four or five months at this point. Um, I've never I never got the chance to tell anyone here because uh, it's been that many months. It was literally like a week or two after my last episode, so. I recorded that episode about how I was like, and I, I think I mentioned like, yeah, let's see where this goes. I'm excited for this. And then I left. Uh, so let's talk about that for a second. Okay. It's two weeks later, maybe a week, but I meant to, uh, I, I, I walked away from the recording whenever I started it. And, uh, then I just, I just didn't walk back. So I'm I'm glad I didn't lose this audio file. Uh, I've, I've restarted this this episode over and over and over again. So I, I did not want to do that again. I'm glad the audio is still here. For the first time ever, I've actually gone back and listened to all of my audio in a podcast. I can't stand the sound of my own voice. So I never, like, editing this podcast is very hard for me. Um, anyway, I was going to talk about the... Um, the server the west Marches server that i was in for for a few months and then left And um, and i just i think it'd be interesting to talk about from the perspective of you know pitfalls of internet rpgs right we're in a we're in a state where so much uh, needs to be done online or has need has been done online out of somewhat out of necessity and so you know a lot of people are are um communicating with people only online and one of those things is 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 role-playing games now in an online uh role-playing game format where the people you're with you know you've you've you have not met uh let's I, i'm taking it from the perspective of this of this west marches server like like um you know if you're if you're playing a game with your friends online obviously you've met your friends in person most likely but with these westmarcher servers these huge servers where there's at, at peak our server had like well well over 200 people maybe maybe in the 250 range <clears throat> i could be exaggerating that a little bit but that's what i remember um, when you have that many people and it's all over the world and there are people people from all over the world are in the server and you know you've got most of the people you know, you might have a, a friend who brings in a friend, but for the most part, no one has met each other in real life. And so you're meeting people and learning about people in the context of this game, whether or not you're meeting them in, in like a text channel when you're making a character or you're meeting them in game as the game master, meet, you know, talk, interacting with a player, meeting them for the first time, or as players interacting with, with each other, meeting them for the first time. And it's a mixture of things. It's exciting and it's daunting. And I'm sure if I mean, if if you do anything on the internet, you can uh, anything where you're really putting yourself out there on the internet, you can you can affirm that because you're um well, like I said, you're putting yourself out there. You're you're saying um, in not so many words like you know this is something that I like. This is something that I I want to be a part of, and I also <laughs> you know, it's it's. It, there's no other way to say it other than you know you kind of want their acceptance, right? Because <clears throat> it's a social thing, and you're reaching out and you're saying I'm I'm going to be role playing this character, and, and I you know kind of want some approval that you know you like this character, or that we're gonna have you know we're gonna enjoy each other's company while we're doing this. Um. I don't know. There's. Uh, I'm not. Maybe I'm not really. Um, saying that too well, but I mean, essentially it's, it's like being at a, at a high school lunch table, you know, and you're trying to, um, make friends with the people around you and, you know, make yourself look like someone who is worthy to be friends with. Right. But, you know, eventually that sort of wears off and you sort of become comfortable with the people around you as, as you would in any scenario. Right. So, uh, what ends up happening in the server is the initial um, sort of um, well, uh, let's not start from there. I mean, I've, I've let's start from the from where the server from when the server launches. Um, so, keeping that discussion about you know the social aspect of the server in mind, I'll, I'll jump back to that in a minute. Um, but for the purpose of the of the story of what happened in the server and and sort of the pitfalls of it, let's start from the beginning. Um, in the very beginning, um, I just, uh, me and a, and a few others uh, saw a message on Reddit about uh, this guy starting a new uh, Star Wars West Marches server. And so we jump in, we're, we say that we're interested in being game masters for the server. Uh, we join the server, we all start talking, have a couple of meetings, bring in some more uh, game masters and people to run the server and uh, sort of open the floodgates for players to start jumping in and making characters. Um, I'd say that was mistake number one, how quickly we opened the door for people to come in. Because immediately that starts putting pressure on the the team. We weren't admins yet. We kind of just became admins overnight once players started joining and... Uh, we have more game masters coming in and sort of the original four or five of us who are in the server just kind of got uh, <laughs> voluntold to be to be admins, which is fine. Um, I have no, no ill will about that. Um, but the immediate problem with that is we don't have a lot of backbone set up for the server. We've really had one solid meeting with each other over over a voice chat and I think it was after, I think it was like as we were letting players join the server we were talking to each other for the first time about our expectations for what the server was how we were going to run it and just the scope, realizing the scope and magnitude of what we were trying to do together as people were joining the server and we were seeing like within the first you know hour or so getting you know, I don't know, like maybe twenty or thirty people. We were like, "Oh my gosh, okay, this is real." People are going to be joining. Um, like this, and so immediately we're we're starting we're starting off on the wrong foot, um, just because we're 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 letting people join before we really know what's going before we really know what we're going to do, and also, you know, I kind of had the assumption I'm I'm not going to to be I, I mean, none of this is as, as, you know, being shady towards anyone. Um, uh, the guy who the guy who runs the server is now a good friend of mine or who used to run it. We've most of us have most. In fact, I think all of the original four or five of us have left by now uh, as all people who have joined after us and have taken the mantle over from us. Uh, but the original guy who, who started the server and ran the server, I, I consider to be a, a good friend now. So. I don't mean any of this as shade towards him. I just mean this as uh, a a sort of a learning uh, experience that I think he would agree with as well. Um, We, you know, he kind of went in without really a a solid plan. And there was kind of an expectation from my end and and possibly even from some of the other guys' ends that that there was something sort of in place that we were going to kind of jump in and support, you know, just we were going to jump in and, and be in support of whatever plan he had already set into motion so that doesn't happen uh, or that didn't happen and uh so we're kind of we're kind of sitting there and and i'm realizing oh, okay we're gonna have to i'm gonna have to take or we're all going to have to take a little bit more of the brunt of this um as far as as far as the planning of the server um the economy of the server I mean just think okay if you're familiar with with role playing games you know you've got your your band of I don't know let's say you've got between three players and like eight players I think that covers the, the main averages um, and you know you've got your each you're, you're all working together and you're all going towards a shared goal you know session by session you're all working you're all together you're all working together. If you earn, um, if you earn something from a uh, from a quest, most likely you're all getting something of fairly equal value. Um, there will be times when one player or another gets a little bit more special attention. Um, maybe there's a, it's an important story moment for their character. Maybe it just it's. Just sort of by random chance that something happens where another player, you know, fortune smiles upon uh, one player in particular. But for the most part, what you're receiving from um, for your efforts is fairly is fairly even. However, that's whenever you expand that from one game master and three to eight players to maybe let's say ten game masters and a. Uh, players let's say then it starts getting a little bit messy because um, there's no guarantee that every player is going to be able to play the same amount of missions every week um, there's no guarantee that they'll be accomplishing things of equal weight a- in their missions and so there's no guarantee that um, you, know, you can say all players are going to get an equal reward um, every week and so you immediately start running into a problem, and it's just like, okay, how are we going to make people not get angry with what they are or are not getting, and how they can or cannot spend their rewards? You know um, How can we balance this?" And you know immediately' I'm, I'm in this in this initial meeting, as people are joining, I'm sort of realizing, oh my gosh, this is a tall task. This is something that maybe I don't want to take on. I don't know. But I was like, I still want to run games. I still think this can be fun. Maybe this is just a small roadblock in the beginning that we can sort of get past and get into the games. So I actually end up typing something out um, and I'll spare you the the convoluted logistics of it all. Um, But you know, I start writing some of it out, and um, at this time, within in the time of me writing it out, we start you know accepting some more game master applications, people who want to run more games. Um, and remember what I said. Keep in mind, I'm, most of the people, if I'm not good friends with now, I'm at least friendly with. Like I have no um, ill will towards towards anyone. I'm just saying this all as a, as a learning experience. Um, two Guys in particular join, uh, who are friends with each other, they know each other, uh, they become game masters. Um, and a couple days later, uh, we get kind of, me and the initial other, like, three or four guys, uh, get uh, sort of just <laughs> promoted up to admin without overnight, which is fine. Um, and so we're, I kind of wake up the next morning, I'm like, oh, I've got like some authority here, and I'm kind of got, got some expectation riding on me. Um, and so I'm, you know, kind of starting to take ownership of this server. And I'm I'm just like, okay, we've gotta we've gotta get the this infrastructure set up so that games can go smoothly. However, the I mentioned earlier that letting people in at this at, at this point was a mistake already because now people are kind of starting to get restless. It's been a few days since they've been in the server. Like, hey, when are we gonna start running some games? When are we gonna start being able to play some games? Um and so they're getting kind of antsy, and some of the game masters who are not administrators are, are getting antsy because they kind of don't really realize what all we're, we're thinking about behind the scenes. But, um, you know, so, so two of the newer game masters kind of start getting impatient along with the players, and they run a, a test game, as it were, a game that's not official in the quote-unquote canon of the server but a game that you know just to sort of start people getting you know get people started with their characters and sort of scratch the edge of playing the rpg okay fine um i did, uh, so i remember being online at the time and seeing a bunch of people in a channel and i was like oh interesting are they already playing so i jump in i listen to the game i start chatting with one of the guys in there and he's like yeah it's not a real game we're just doing a test game i'm like oh okay cool and then, you know, after the game, people saw that I was in in the channel and people saw that I was an admin. So they started asking me questions about what's going on um, with the server and, and what our plans are. And I just remember uh, being uh, answering their questions and having good conversation with them about where we were at and where we were going. But I just had this feeling like we're not moving fast enough for them. Um, Not to say that we were moving too slow, but we, like I said, we opened it up way too early to where expectations started to build before we were ready for it to build. We didn't have a solid, you know, the infrastructure of the server, as I said, wasn't strong enough. And, And to sort of clarify what I mean by that, you know, I mean like the economics of it, you know, like I said, like I was talking about earlier. But then... There's also the, uh, the fact that we've got three completely separate factions in the server. We've got the Rebels, we've got the Empire, and we've got sort of the in-between. We've got the Fringers, which um, I think I might have, talk, might have talked about this in the last podcast, but it was five months ago, so here we go. It's kind of like the Smugglers, the, your Han Solo, Lando, Calrissian types. I mean, they obviously eventually take a uh, take a side in the war in the movies. But you know, people who don't really take a side—they're sort of on the in the underbelly of the galaxy. So we've got that to deal with as well. We've got the fact that we're we're having to split our our game masters across three different servers, Um, and we've also got the fact that some of the game masters want to be players. And so you know, there's obviously going to be some. Uh, some issues there foreshadowing um and so uh you know we've got all this stuff that we're just we're we're working on how we're going to deal with all of this but we're not ready for it yet and sort of naively we i guess we thought that we were i kind of had the feeling that we weren't but I was kind of out, I was outnumbered, you know, and it was get, reaching that point where people were getting restless and it was just like, well, we, we've, got to, we've got to do it now. We've shot ourselves in the foot by opening up the server so early without having a solid plan in place. We've got to go ahead and take our medicine and, and start running games. So that weekend, a bunch of games get run. I think I ran one that weekend. Um, yeah, we had a whole bunch of games start running. And... Um, immediately sort of ran into some problems. So, I mean, first of all, there was the aspect of the difficulty of, you know, keeping up with the canon of the server. It was like, you know, we're, in an ideal world, we you run a game and you type up a little after-action report about it saying what happened in the context of the galaxy, and not everyone wanted to do that. Again, there wasn't... Not everyone was on board with what we wanted to do as far as the Game Masters. The ga- not all the Game Masters were on board with what we wanted them to do to keep the, the uh, continuity of the story roll, rolling because no one was held to the standard that we started setting when they first joined the crew you know there was there was no standard and then all of a sudden we're saying, okay here's going to be the standard and people are going like I don't really want to do that that's not what I signed up for. And they're right. It's not what they signed up for. We didn't have we like I said we just weren't ready. Um, we just didn't have that set up for them um, to agree to when they when they walked in. That's a problem we had to address later. Um, so uh, immediately after my first get my first game, I thought it went extraordinarily well. I thought it was a very fun game, but it kind of didn't matter. Um, any joy I felt from that first game and kind of wanting to sit and like talk about it with the players and have fun with that it immediately was killed because they were like hey what the heck is going on with this part of the server that's broken it was like immediate like after the very first game that I run it's like the first weekend of games and there's already like hey what the heck is wrong with this it was you know like oh uh, I don't know we just we're kind of working on that you know Um. So you know, I I I could easily get into the weeds on this. I I don't really want to be very boring and be very tiresome for me to get into that. Um, but essentially, what ends up happening is you know things get things get better, they get worse, they get better, they get worse. Uh, we we sort of the administration team just keeps working very very hard to sort of backtrack and fix our mistakes. And uh, I think the initial fault was certainly ours with how we opened things up too early without being ready. Um, but we got to, there were multiple times where I was like, okay, I think we fixed it. I think we've gotten to the point where we were standing on solid ground and then something would come in and shake it up, whether that be a player or, a, a, or anyone in the server for that matter, doing something that, you know, ticked a whole bunch of people off or you know, maybe it was some aspect of the server, some logistical part of the server that people didn't like and, you know, just really bugged them. I don't know. Something would always seem to go wrong. Um, and about, you know, the, the players getting, getting mad about stuff. Um, I, I, I sort of have lost sympathy for that. Um, For a couple, I mean, it's you know. In the beginning, I understood that people were mad about different things that just, frankly, were not set up correctly. That you know, expectations were not set, ground rules were not established. We were sort of you know scrambling. But once we got it into a point that I thought was actually quite good and serviceable, um, it was it it became never good enough. Uh, There were always complaints. And in fact, I, time to time, I will go back and look at feedback forms that I still have access to. There are still um, not as many, but still a lot of points. But it's just about, you know, people not willing to say, okay, this is a game. I'm willing to have fun with it. People just, you know, were just wanting to take things far too seriously for what it was, uh, which is a game. And so, um, you know, anything that would be even uh, – minorly against what they wanted against their wishes um just became uh, a point of incre- incredible grief and agony for them and they would um people would i mean there's there's some fairly nasty nasty stuff written in our in our feedback forms about people uh on the administration team and uh you know that's that's all in the past um but you know people would players And even, you know, people on the staff, quote-unquote, of the server would just, you know, were just dying on hills that did not need to be fought on even, you know? It's just sort of like the pitfalls of an internet game, which is, I guess, what I'm coming to in the end, is that um, it's just, it's never going to be enough for some people. No matter what you do, it's never going to be enough for people, especially on the internet. Um, So... You have to, you have to first of all have a plan, which is what we learned in the beginning. You have to have a plan, and then you have to you have to know your plan, and you have to be willing to back it up, and you have to be willing to stick to it, and have contingencies when things actually are going wrong. But I mean, you have to you have to be confident in what you're. You have to know what you're doing. You have to be confident in what you're doing, and I mean, you have to be ready to meet valid criticism and you also have to be willing to meet ready and willing to meet invalid criticism and harsh you know harshness that is not warranted right Um, because if you don't then you're just going to continue to try and work at something that no one's that some people are just simply not going to ever be satisfied with and eventually you're just going to do what most of us have at this point done and just throw in the towel and say I give up Uh, this is not fun um, you know, you guys fend for yourself um, but um, so yeah, what, what, I've, what I've learned uh, from all that like I said, is yeah, have a plan in the beginning, stick to your guns um, but you know, you can't really stick to your guns unless you know what they are, and unless everyone knows what they are in the beginning because if you just come up with a rule and slap it on there's not as much respect for that no one's going to respect that rule as much as if it were in place from the very beginning. Um, so, you know, and people, it was a, it was a global server and people from all over, you know, there's different interpretations of the English language and of what a certain phrase may mean or, um, how saying a word may sound to someone, um, unoffensive words, completely unoffensive words, just the ways that they're said, um, can make people angry and then some people you know there are some people who jump from server to server to cause trouble specifically to cause trouble and you know to each their own that's kind of kind of low tier in my opinion uh, but they will just jump to server from server to server you know trying to, to cause issues um, and um, you know maybe cause people stress or maybe just make themselves feel more important about you know their character, about what they're doing. Um, look, all in all, it was it was it was fun. Sometimes for what it was, um, but I just got that feeling of being miserable and trapped in it. Um, I I don't think I'd ever do it again, not in that capacity. Um, there are things that I would rather that there are elements of that I'd like to carry forward. Um, I think it would be fun to do uh, like a a West marches a smaller West marches with one GM and maybe 10 or 12 players. Uh, but if I did that any any game I play from now on, um, well, I say any game. Uh, I don't plan on playing any game any more stranger online games, at least not for a while. Um, I'd like to. Um, I'd like to stay out of that world um, and I don't know it's just, it's just not for me um, the stress of you know dealing with what someone the, deal, the stress of dealing with selfishness in role playing games is um, enough to keep me away from that for a while just because you know it is it is sort of a selfishness that 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 breeds that you know anger towards the, the uh, towards the server staff if something is not going exactly their way or exactly their character's way. Um, it is selfishness that you know makes in some cases if if work needs to be done and and someone doesn't want to do it, I mean that's a little bit of selfishness there, right? I mean, you know, if you're saying hey I, I'm willing to run this server and then you don't put in the work to do it. Um, I mean, that's, that's going to be selfishness as well. Um, anyway, um, I'm trying to think if I've... Uh, I, I kind of decided mid, a little bit of the way through that um, it wasn't worth telling the story of the entire server. Um, I think I think just that beginning part, sort of highlighting our mistake and then doing the high-level overview of of some of the fallout and just, you know, how... Uh, people felt. I mean, there there are times, even now, I think, where there's just there's just no games being run for a long time, and people get angry about that. But I mean, which is understandable. But I mean, I think people just get so tired out by, you know, just the the, all, the constant need for a controversy. I mean, it's an internet thing, like anything else is. And I I mean, it was, it's I expected uh, some internet troubles whenever I first got into it and, uh, boy did I, I got them, you know? Um, anyway, I've, I've, I've sort of thought about, uh, what a star Wars RPG is and should be since then. And, and I, I since that game ended, I, I ran a, a, Dungeons and Dragons campaign with, with some friends of mine for a little bit. Um, and I sort of started reflecting on you know why I because uh, I, I I have I initially did not enjoy Dungeons and Dragons I have grown to appreciate it for what it is and I I do actually really enjoy it now um, so <clears throat> but I, I do still like love Star Wars and I, th- I think I still like those RPGs more and I'm trying to think about why because if I'm quite honest, I don't I've never had a great experience with the Star Wars RPG. I kinda keep telling myself that I have, but I think it's still the idea of what a Star Wars RPG could be that is keeping me in it. Um because I, I read the books, I watch the movies, I see the shows, and I think, man, this is incredible stuff. Why do I not feel like I'm getting an experience like this whenever I'm playing the game and it's because I'm trying to treat the Star Wars RPG too mechanically I'm trying to t- treat it too much like it's like it's another version of D&D rather than treating it like its own entity treating it like a Star Wars entity um, and yeah I, I've really been I've been reflecting on that uh, recently um, and so you know, I, I think um, I've come to the conclusion that I'm I'm just not playing the game right, in a lot of ways. I'm not preparing for the game correctly whenever I'm running games, um, and, you know, there's um, I, I've talked about why I like Star Wars so much before and why I think the game is so interesting from that perspective. I talked about the Katana Fleet last time. And in fact, just read about it, and, and, and I'm currently reading about it in the, in the original Thrawn trilogy books. But I thought to myself like, why are those things, Why I like that so much, why am I not incorporating that in my game? Well, the answer is I'm intending to, but I'm not getting myself to that point. I'm, I'm starting a game off like I would a D&D game in the sense that like I'm starting it off very small scale with the intention of making it large scale. But in Star Wars, all the characters know that the galaxy is big and know that the galaxy is out there. They don't have to be told that, um, and so I—I I don't know. I—I I think um, there's an ability to start bigger. You know, there's a, there's a cinematic aspect of of the games that you can uh, you can draw the cinematic aspect from the movies, from the TV shows, the epicness from the of the books, bring that into your games you know, immediately you're in space, you're in the vastness of this galaxy. And I'm just, I feel like my storytelling, my planning, you know, is, it's just been so, so limited. So I've, I've been, uh, reflecting on that recently. Um, I, I don't really have anything to plan for. Um, once I get a, a, a I think what I need to do is, is kind of start, um, start writing um, maybe start talking about some of my ideas on the podcast. Give me something to talk about on this podcast. Uh, while I still, while I work out the plan of whether or not I'm actually going to do this star Wars and chronological or er, and release order thing. Um, you know, I, um, cause you know, if you don't have a campaign, you ca- I kind of lose the reason to write uh, the will to write. Even if I do have a campaign, sometimes I don't have the will to write, but, um, so I, I think I'm deciding this right now. I have not thought about this at all before. But I think what I'm going to start doing going forward is, is maybe, uh, you know, talking about some of my campaign ideas on the podcast. Give me some, give me some content um, and give me a reason to write and make me, let, let me be prepared for the next time that I actually get to uh, get the chance to run a game. Um, so, um, Okay. I've uh, I've enjoyed this. I I didn't write any uh, any notes for this podcast. I just sort of just sort of talked. Um, hopefully, it turns out well uh, to the to the people who listen to this and know me. First of all, thank you for listening to me drone on and on for as long as you did. Uh, but um, definitely reach out to me and, and tell me what you thought. Um, if you don't know me. Uh, you can find me on uh, Reddit at r/keepyourcool, or maybe it's r/kycpod. slash kyc pod. I think it's r/kycpod. It's a subreddit that only I've—you know what? Uh, mostly only I've ever posted in it. But the other day, someone—I uh, checked the page randomly. Someone did comment on one of my posts, so thank you to whoever uh, that was. That was—that was kind of cool. That was, kinda cool. Uh, that was a, they left a nice comment about, hey, keep it up, you know, keep doing what you're doing. So thank you, uh, thank you for that. That was cool. Um, oh, so anyway, yeah. Just let me know what you thought about the uh, about the about the podcast. About sort of talking off the top of my head, I I'd like to hear. Uh, just like to hear your notes and like to hear what you uh, thought about it. Uh, chances are you didn't even make it this far because probably this isn't very entertaining. I think a lot of this uh, is is. Uh, is for me, you know, (laughs) it's, uh, but I'm honored if anyone does listen to it. Thank you so much. Okay. So that will cap off today's episode. Once again, thank you so much for listening and may the force be with you always.